Thursday, March 9. Morning, everyone. Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you, wherever and however you are listening. What a game we got tonight. A kickoff round two in the NRL. Penrith and the Bunnies at the foot of the mountains. And we got the fourth test in our Medabad starting this afternoon also. Oh, a bit of a blow for James McDonald. Copped a suspension yesterday. He's out of the slipper or slipper day. Uh, five group ones on the day. He probably would have been riding, I dare say, well, certainly three favourites, possibly four. So he's out after that suspension yesterday. Brock Jarvis won last night, although he copped a decent shot in the second round and had to fight back from that. And, uh, well, unlucky if you had to get an Uber at about five o'clock around Sydney, particularly the CBD yesterday afternoon. Your $40 Uber went to about 500 bucks. And no shock that Parramatta Road was voted the worst in New South Wales. There you go. Pup, morning to you, mate. Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, fair enough to... Has been for a long time. <laughs> Very long Stinker time. Stinker of a road. Oh, is it a bad? Every, how many lights? sets a lot. Like, I used to do Parramatta Road Six all million. the time. Yeah. And then they went speed cameras. Mate, like, hang on a second. Yeah, so you got red lights. <laughs> you're frustrated that you get every single red light. And then you put a speed camera in as well, just to top it off. So, yeah, worst road by far, morning, I reckon. Morning, everyone, on Parramatta Road at the moment. Yeah, how, how angry are you at the moment? We'll drive now. Now's your time. You've got about, I reckon, 21 minutes left before chaos hits Parramatta Road. Oh, I, re- I bet it's chaos now. There you go. Mate. And you got to, that's the thing, you've got to accelerate to get through that first orange light. Am, am I allowed to say this? Anyway, yeah. just to get through the first one, because then I reckon it's like you just make them. Mm. If you miss the first one... Timing. Yeah, you're cooked. You're red the whole way through. Yeah. No, but yeah, everyone it. brags about public transport. What happened yesterday? I don't know. It must have been a glitch in Sad. the system. Technology, here I go again. <laughs> why did we change? Go back, old school. Carry cash in your pocket. Go back to the Holden Gemini. 100%. I don't need these tap and goes. Mate. I told you that last seriously, week. Seriously, technology. Disaster. Morning, Loza. Morning, boys. <laughs> Looking forward to the footy tonight. But more importantly, Pup, what pitch are we going to get over there in India? I reckon they still gonna... don't know, eh? No, no, we're getting the black soil. We're getting one. the yeah. black one, are we? So Rahul Drava, the Indian coach, confirmed, well, he said, uh-huh. it's going to oh, be right, the black you're soil one. No, not one iota. Oh, wait, I don't black trust soil, him. I'm assuming, is a belter. It'll be red soil. No, nah, red soil is a turner. Black soil is a no, belter. Red soil apparently has a bit more bounce. So the curator what? told C- Steve Smith, the groundsman said to him, and this is Steve Smith's words, yeah. 60%, 60% chance it'll be the black soil one, 40% the red you soil. Oh, the old 60-40. <laughs> you reckon they're going to tell them? Oh, mate, yeah, no, 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 this red soil, this black soil, well, this they're not, is what they're going to do. I guarantee what they are, they're not going to tell you. They're not no. going to tell you what the wicket's going to do. They're no. not going to say, oh, mate, here's the black soil. This one's going to bounce <laughs> yeah. a little bit less and it won't spin as much. No way. You're they're too easy, you know. Yeah. They're not if you were in the Australian cricket team, you're going to believe what they no, say. I don't, I don't believe a thing that the Indians say. <laughs> Whatever pitch they serious? give us, both teams have got to play on it. So who yeah. cares? Exactly you bowl, right. I'll bat. Mm. Well, I'll bowl, you bat. You're going to get a crack at both. So the Aussie boys would be so confident after finding a way to to win the third test in really tough conditions yeah. after losing the toss. So I don't think... And again, you think back to how much talk was in the media before the oh, yeah. first test first about test, the pitch. Yeah. It was embarrassing. It got in the Australian like heads. Yeah, mm. it was like we lost the test before a ball was bowled. Oh, that's right. Is that the test that Travis Head didn't play? Yeah, that was... <laughs> That was, we, that we was our first, sorry, it wasn't a test. It was our tour game. It we was could the first have won this series. Game. Mate, definitely. We could have won this series. We, uh, this has been a massive Mate, how silly, how silly are we going to look if we win this test? Uh, so it's two well, all. Exactly. It's two all. 
Imagine if we did prepare the right way. Imagine if we did pick the right players. Uh, Los Brungle, by the way, in the weather this morning, down your way. Yeah, do, you know, do you know where Brungle is? Uh, you told me. In between. <laughs> in between. In between. Oh, no, I can't remember. I led sorry. you right sorry, in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you would have been the no, king. I remembered. You told me this morning. Now I forgot. In between here and here. Gundagai Tumor. That's it. Gundagai Tumor. <laughs> My old man, he won't be happy with me. You didn't I get billeted there? I didn't get billeted. Gundagai, no. I've been to Gundagai plenty of times. Yeah, where'd you get billeted though? Coral, what was it? Or oh, I got billeted somewhere. everywhere. Yeah, right. Everywhere you went, that was it. That was... That was how you you travelled when you played PSA cricket. Uh, it was billeted mm. everywhere. Deniliquin, I got billeted no, there. Uh, you mentioned somewhere else the other day. Um, mentioned a lot of places. Yeah, don't know, yeah. don't know. Mm. Anyway, but Brungle were Brungle. down your I've way. I've never heard of Brungle. I'd never heard of it either. To be fair, it's an old. Uh, I think it was an Aboriginal mission. Oh, here he goes. Here he goes. Look, how do, how do, how do, okay, who has told you this information? You no, you no. do not know that no, on your own. Well, this is either school time with Loz or, or story time with Loz. He's a history teacher. History teacher. Listen, Aboriginal what? Mission. Mission? Yeah. How, okay. How do you know that? How do I know? Well, it's about research, Michael. <laughs> It's about understanding where you're from. Yeah, and I love this section. This session, I love yeah. it. Tell me, so give uh, us a bit of history on it. Well, Brungle. I don't know too much about Brungle, okay. other than um, it's Aboriginal mission. Aboriginal mission, and between Gundagai and Tumut, uh, a lot of people that come from there were involved in the league, rugby yep. league. Yep. Um, and geez, I don't know. Um, too many people from there, but I know some. Uh, well, I know a lot of people in Gundagai and, and yeah. Chim- so my man, he was Gundagai. You know, I Nengis. think Hads. I think Brad Hadden Nengis. was Gundagai, born in Gundagai. Young, I thought was it? Uh, no, I think I Hads. Thought, I well, I know his old man played Gundagai. Hads' old man played. They won a comp. It would have been oh, 82, 83. Gundagai for Gundagai. Gundagai with fifty yeah, lines. I feel like he uh, he was. They born had a gun there. side that year and had his old man played in that. Grew up in Gundagai. Gundagai. Grew up in Gundagai. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Brungle. Brungle. And Hads how hot is it? Brungle. In Brungle today, Mido? Uh twenty three. So it's yeah, oh, okay. a bit sunny. Okay. So it's yeah, you know. Hello to everyone in Brungle. Well, I think there's a bit of a. Suddenly starting to kick up from Antarctica. I saw on the news last night. What? Up. So, Here go. the so southern the part of the country. Well, just for the southern, very southern part of the country. So, Melbourne will be crap, which is no shock. He's not a weather reporter. Listen to him. Yeah, oh, he's studying sad. before he comes in now. The weather. When, I, well, when we used to live in June, you are the bombs. When we used to live in June, apparently, you, you follow the weather from Adelaide. Okay. That's where the. Mm. the uh, where it comes from. Well, that's where the Riverina used to get their yeah. weather from. Okay. See, out on the farm, my so, grandfather had the theory when the crows came down oh from the God. tank up go. on the hill, yes. the rain was coming. My theory in Liverpool were, if the dogs are barking, get inside. <laughs> Thunder's on its way. Uh, burnout. <laughs> now, we've got it. Don't worry about the weather in Liverpool. Just worry about the burnout. <laughs> it never rained in Liverpool. It would rain in every other suburb. It's like you cross the road. No, no rain at your house. Yeah. Why did you change schools that time again? Oh, we had a little incident. Liverpool boys I went to. Uh, there was a little incident in the quadrangle. Can I oh, ask? Mate got shot. With uh, the, no, got stabbed. With he one of your first cars, with... did you have the fluffy dice? Nah. No. I had a, I had a 1981 you... lime green Holden Gemini. Right. Did you burn out? Yeah, he did burn out. Did yeah. burn out. You, yeah, yeah he used to, we used to have... Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. 
No yeah, way. I could imagine you with the fluffy dice. I got my license from the show. I got my license <laughs> in an automatic, but my first car was a manual. <laughs> Not sure that was legal. Uh, and when it rained, you had to accelerate hard and yeah. then lift your feet up because the floor was full of How water. How did you get your license? You have to sit a test. Yes. Had to had to do both. You had to do theory. So your L's was yeah. just an online test. Yeah. Um, but they had they had a practice test that was the actual test, really. So you do two practice tests online, yeah. and then you go and do the test. That you knew the answers. You had to get at least I think it was forty three out of forty five. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and, and then P's you had the the practical. Yeah, you had the person beside you going mm. reverse park. Yeah, do a Yui, put your blinker on, stop sign, all that stuff. Yeah, I did it at home in Orange. Yeah. Do it in Sydney, schoolboy era. Mm. Go and do it where it's yeah, arch, easy. Arch. It was it down at Miranda? What, what's the big, big area down at Miranda, Clarky? I know I got a couple of mates who live that down that way. It always failed their peas. Uh, the, the Kingsway is it down yeah, there? Yeah, the Kingsway's down yeah, there. Get, President Avenue or the Kingsway? Yeah, there's a big intersection big there. Big roundabout. So if they fail, oh, 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 the yeah. lights, and you get failed yeah. straight yeah. away. If, if you got failed, what, how long did you have to wait to go back? Nah, did you go you, back the next yeah, day? You, re, you, you put an appointment in that right. day because I just got mine at the police station. What just, just say? Can you I just have to get, yeah. Well, the <clears throat> copper would jump in and take you for a drive. Oh, perfect! That's how you got it. That's you either good. passed or you didn't. So, if you if you failed, you could go back. Yeah. So to, you well, just you do the circuit. Again, and just go. You, and do you go to a different? No, 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 no. You can you, you, you get out of back, the car, yeah. fail your peas, go back in. <laughs> you can re- oh, you can rebook your pee test on that day. Like go back in the afternoon and do it, provided there was a spot. Yeah, yeah. Normally, you had to wait a few weeks to get in. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you got it first go, though, I'm assuming? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I got yeah, my first yeah. yeah. It's like your boat license. When I got my boat license, like my old man had a little tinny, yeah. so I just wanted the boat license so I could. I think I had a jet ski at the time as well, so yeah. I wanted to be able to drive the jet ski and drive his boat. boat. And the same license, I can now drive my boat. The big one. Really? So just a standard license. How does that work? I, mate, I know. I went from a jet ski to tinny to that thing. And the same license. Jeez, that doesn't seem right. You're... <laughs> That boat's a massive <laughs> boat compared to the tinny. Getting your license, I reckon, years ago was a lot, a lot easier, easier in yeah. everything than what like what they've got to go through it out. Well, you've got green peas, red yeah, peas. log books and yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I remember when the kids were going through their L's, they had to get 120 or 130 hours, I think it was. Yeah, we didn't have that. Uh, How'd you go teaching them, Loz, how to oh, drive? No, I was pretty good. Was it all right? I was a lot better than Michelle. Yep. A lot, lot better. I had a lot more patience, and yeah. my kids will tell you that. They'll say that Dad was, was I'm a bit of a chiller. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whose car to, though? I was nervous. Whose car were they driving? Yours? Uh, mine, yeah. Okay, but, that's a good effort. But the, even when I drive now, Michelle is horrible in the front seat, mm. and we have so many arguments. I tell her to get in the back <laughs> because she's one of these people that you know you don't see anything. So she always warns you about what's coming up. Oh. Or there's a car over here, and then be you go to slow yeah, down. Why and she don't goes, you just let her drive? Oh, uh, no, nah, well, yeah, it's just a long story, I suppose. But <laughs> I, I, I reckon we just, yeah, one thing we do blue about is in the car. Mm. Backseat drivers, mate, yeah, nothing worse. No, no. And every time we go on a longer trip, I say, Michelle, just calm. But mm. she can't chill. She mm. can't chill. But anyway, That's and she loves when I'm driving in the summer and I've got the ABC on with the cricket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she can't believe it. She goes... Are you seriously yeah, listening just to this? what you need is you get in the car. You're going to put up with that. Yeah, put up with your driving and the radio. <laughs> oh. Stewie Clark. 
<laughs> Have a crack. Back page of the Daily Telegraph heading into tonight's game in Penrith against the Bunnies. And Trill urged to maintain the rage is the headline here. So uh, Wally Lewis and Melbourne Inga just urging Latrell Mitchell in this article to continue to be combative on field, although warned him that he'll continue also to be baited by rival players who will try and make him snap. And, uh, well, he's certainly a little bit of a fuse with the Penrith potentially having cracks in the windscreen job that he had earlier this week. And uh, Penrith coach Ivan Cleary acknowledged it yesterday, uh, saying that could provide extra motivation, not that his team needs it, of course. And Cleary also said that he got Jerome Luai and Jamin Semin quoting the headmaster's office and conceded it wasn't a great look, but still was quite humorous. But uh, all is sweet there at Penrith heading into this big one tonight that We'll have Vonnie in later this morning. Uh, the market with Tab uh, has Penrith $1.55, Souths $2.45, plus four and a half at the line. The Bunnies loss. But uh, Latrell Mitchell, he will probably be baited, I dare say, or targeted or both at some well, stage tonight. No doubt. You know, we've seen Latrell in the past. He can uh, lose his mind and that gets him into a little bit of trouble. But, you know, he comes back confident from that World Cup. There's no denying that... Latrell has all the skill in the world. Um, picked up a bit of a, an injury last week, so it'll be interesting to see how fit he is going into this contest. But um, I think Mal sort of summed it up well when he said, you know, he still wanted to be aggressive. He's got all the skill in the game. The thing that he needs to improve on and will improve on, you would think, over time, is that effort on effort. Mm. Uh, because if there's one criticism of his game, it's that being in the game for the full 80 minutes, he tends to pick and choose his moments. But if you're trying to compare him to a Billy Slater or James Tedesco, who carry the ball 30-odd times during a game, well, you've got the wrong both. You've just got to admire what he can do, and that is limited amount of touches with the football, but quality touches. You know, He's not the fullback that is going to bring the ball out of trouble. Um, he saves himself for the front part of the field. And South Sydney, I suppose, they know that. They prepare for that, so it's not a big issue for them. Um, and Latrell, um, if they're going to win tonight, South Sydney, then he'll have to perform well because you, I don't know, you just get the feeling that Penrith have had a wake-up call mm. and they've been a bit slow to start, which is unlike them, but I can understand it. New combinations coming off a World Cup, but it's now time to put their foot down and show us whether they've got the capability and the hunger and desire to defend their crown. And in uh, Joey's column in the City Morning Herald, under the headline, Ilias showed me why Rabbitohs let Reynolds move on. And, uh, well, Joey's saying that it's been a win-win, uh, even for the Broncos with Adam Reynolds as well. He was jumping up and down, uh, as many were when Souths let Adam Reynolds go. But it probably has been a win-win for both clubs, this loss. Because oh. due to Lachlan Ilias's progress, and we saw that last week, yeah. he's got to well, back still up, got a, He's still got to get a long way to go. That's mm. only one game. Mm. You look how calm Adam Reynolds was last week. Uh, basically won the game uh, for the Broncos against Penrith. So, look, you put Adam Reynolds in that side last weekend. Would they have won against the Sharks? Yes. Put Lachlan Ilias in that game against Penrith last weekend. Do they win? You still question got a question mark. mark. So... Yeah, you know, Adam Reynolds, very, very good player. Premiership winning player. <laughs> and uh, he's been a legend of South Sydney and he improved the Broncos out of sight. If you're saying how much scope for improvement has Lachlan Ilias got compared to where Reynolds is at his 
stage of his career now, you'd say Ilias has got more progression. And we're, we're excited about where he's going to be. But you can never knock what Adam Reynolds has done. No way. Uh, home advantage in pitch roulette. Uh, Tess likely my last in India, says Smith as well. Yes, so uh, Steve Smith, as part of his comments yesterday on Test Eve, conceded it's probably probably his last test in India. 33 years of age, he could, four years, he could come back at 37. I hope he's still playing, provided, of course, his form's uh, still acceptable. I'm surprised he's... Yeah, so he's only 33, pup. Yeah. Dave Warner, Usman Khawaja, fair enough, but Smitty, yeah, he just... I, yeah, I don't know. Don't know what uh, Smitty's going to um, going to do. I, I feel like I feel like Davey's been pretty clear. He wants he really wants to be a part of this Ashes series, and then he'll probably think about his career. But he's at that age, I, and and Davey could go in to play all the twenty twenty stuff as well for a few years. You know, I don't know if Smitty's going to do that. I don't know if that would be his go. I, I thought he would probably do whatever he can to prolong his test career. Depends. I, I think I he. I think his wife spends a lot of time in New York yeah. with her job, maybe. So, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? What's yeah, I, no. I, I, they, Isn't she I, a lawyer? I, I'm not sure if she's yeah, working. Right. I'm, I'm okay. not sure. I, think, I, I don't know. She's a lawyer. I'm not sure. I think oh, She might have been studying law at uni. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they do spend a lot of time over in the States. She's over there all the time. And I think when he gets a break, he normally goes over there as well. I think he likes New York. So there's talk he's going to get involved in that T20 American yeah. league, that's, which makes sense if he wants to spend time over there. But Can we get involved well, in yeah, that? Why yeah. Why don't you invest? You, you, you invest. And we'll give you some money. We'll buy the Vegas yeah. team. Well, we could invest in one of the teams. Mm. I'll be, I don't know, I don't want to be media manager. I'll be some sort of, Ooh. give me some sort of job in the team. Batting coach. Yeah, it's sure. 2020, it's pretty simple. Just say, see it and smack it as far as you no. can. That's it. If you miss it and get out, walk the other way. Don't come into our change room. <laughs> it's pretty easy. There you go. That's our next if it, job. If you hit boss. it and there's no fielders, run. If there are fielders, don't run. Yeah. Crystal balling. Mm. All right, we've got the news coming up. But crystal balling, America. Yep. Cricket. Yeah. Will it ever? Nah. You no. don't think so? It, it will. It will still play a part because of the expats over there. So, so for instance, there's more club cricket in New York yeah. than there is in Australia. Yeah. But there's a lot of Indians. That's over there, that's isn't what there? I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, there's India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. You you're a minute from the West Indies. Right. Um, so yeah, I think cricket will be a part, but it's never going to be. I don't think it'll ever be what it is in India. No. I don't think it'll be that. But there'll be there'll but be sections of the United States, States yeah. that will have more success based on probably the you know, the Indian connection. Definitely. So if, they, if they get cricket up and going over there. The only way they get it properly sport. is BCCI. Yeah. If India it. want it to work and are willing to fund it at the start exactly yeah. like they did with the IPL in India, then it can definitely work, mm. but I don't. I don't. I think India love the control. I don't know why they'd want to open another market to to take some of their power away. Yet every other country would love to see it go to go to the states, but India won't want that. Yeah. Uh, just uh, wanted to make a mention, pup. Uh, today it's the funeral of Warren Saunders, who were uh, a legend with New South Wales cricket. Uh, recently passed away, aged eighty-eight, and particularly down uh, in the southern parts of Sydney. Uh, very, very well-known figure. And, uh, well, he earned Blues cap number 497, made a life member of Cricket New South Wales back in 1977. Warren Saunders. Yeah, very sad news. Um, again, I think any time someone passes in what, you know, you call part of your family, that cricket 
um, fraternity, that cricket family, very sad. And um, yeah, I feel like it. The last couple of years, it's it's happening way too much. You know, um, we're seeing so many legends of our game um, pass away. So yeah, thoughts with the family. Um, the only, I guess, the only thing that. We probably don't do enough, I reckon, in in, in our world is is celebrate the uh, the great people that have that have come before us. Um, I reckon certainly in cricket, our, our game has been, you know, set up and is 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 in such a good place because of um, so many amazing players that come before us that probably don't get recognised enough. They certainly didn't get paid enough back in their day, and this is another example of you know you look how strong, and we always talk about how strong grade cricket is in Sydney. Um, or in Australia, how, how strong first-class cricket is and, you know, how, how, how good it is playing for your country. So, yeah, very sad day. And uh, a huge contributor to particularly the St George District yeah. Cricket Club yeah. on their committee for 37 years, 10 as president, patron for the last 30 years as well. So a legend of that era, area, uh, Warren Saunders, uh, just reading here with Cricket New South Wales as well. His first first-class match... Uh, back in 1955, and uh, he played in a famous game where uh, Keith Miller, I think, took seven for 12, and they bowled. Yeah, here it is. Keith Miller took seven for 12, and South Australia, they dismissed South Australia for 27. That was Saunders' first-class debut, 1955-56. So he'll be, I'm sure, very well celebrated there in uh, southern parts of Sydney today. Warren Saunders, his funeral today. Uh, give us a call, 13.53.53. We've got Josh Reynolds coming up in a few minutes' time. I uh, just want to mention the big Champions League games on this morning as well. Tottenham are 1-0 down on aggregate ahead of their second leg match in the round of 16 against AC Milan today, and that's in London. And uh, also, we've got Bayern Munich 1-0 up, and this game's in Germany, second leg against PSG. So massive game, that one. Uh, both massive games this morning. At the Markets with Tab has Bayern Munich $1.68, PSG $4, the draw $4.50, Tottenham $1.80, AC Milan $4.50, the draw $3.50. There's also uh, a significant game in the Scottish Premier League this morning between uh, Celtic and Hearts. And uh, not sure if they're all playing, but you could potentially have five Socceroos playing in this game. Obviously, you've got Aaron Moy there playing for Celtic which, with Ange Postacoglu. And this is Ange Postacoglu's 100th match as Celtic coach uh, this morning. And, uh, well, Hearts in there, uh, well, on their roster, they've got Kai Rolls, uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, Garen Quoll, Cam Devlin. So plenty of potential Socceroos uh, in that match. I saw somewhere last night as well, this match, unfortunately, on all the channels we've got, is not going to be televised anywhere, which is a shame for us, but uh, we'll keep you up to date with what's going on there between Celtic and Hearts this morning. Um, Loz, Blake Ferguson, we've got to save his nose. And as someone with the eighth wonder of the world, so Blake Ferguson last night on social media... Uh, posted this. After 15 years in the NRL system, playing 249 games for four NRL teams, winning a grand final, seven games for the Kangaroos, nine games for New South Wales, winning the Harry Sunderland medal, players play for the Kangaroos, and breaking my nose, 
over eight times, you'd think they would fix it as I dedicated my life and body to the game. But no, I've been told because I went to Japan and England and it has been over 12 months that I'm not eligible for the medical treatment to fix it. And that tags in at RL Players. Uh, so there you go. So Blake Ferguson just wants to fix his nose. Well, if the Rugby League Players Association can help him, they should. I, I, I think that, you know, Blake has been a character of the game. Uh, he's got a horrendous uh, nose from the injuries that he's sustained, uh, the knocks to it. Um, if he was still playing in the NRL or played there last year, he'd be, he'd be eligible to get it fixed and get some help. Um, so I hope the game helps him out. I, I really do because he's a, he's a character. He's had his troubles. Um, but when you meet Fergo, um, <laughs> he's quite a character and fun to be around. Uh, he's made mistakes. He puts his hand up for that. Um, and hopefully he can get some help um, and get it fixed because I, I reckon with that nose the way it is, he would struggle to breathe. Um, and if he can't afford it, then we should be doing everything in our power to help him get it fixed. Fix Fergo's nose, pup? I think Fergo can afford to fix his own nose. <laughs> well, A little bit like Loz. You fixed yours, didn't you? You didn't need to uh, I it. did. I did, yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah. It does need to be fixed, though, definitely. Yeah. It's got a massive Whoa. hook on it. But he, he, he struggles to breathe further. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you can, you can see that. Yeah. It does not look healthy at all. But, yeah, no, I've got uh, got a few more important things to focus on, I reckon, than mm. Fugo's nose. But, you know, he's he's been a good rugby league player. Brilliant player, he's, yeah. He's um, struggled. He's had issues. I'm unsure of whether he's got the money. I, I don't know. Um, but if, if the game could help, I, I think... We'd like to see that because we'd like to see it with a lot of players, uh, in fact. And if he was still running around in the NRL, as I said last year, um, he would have got some help. So um, Rugby League Players Association, it'd be nice to see all men of league if they could contribute something. I didn't get to this on the back page of the telly, and I'm sure we'll speak about it with Adam Pengilly and Brad Davidson this morning. J-Mac's massive slip-up. So James McDonald yesterday got himself a suspension for careless riding. And just in a moment, uh, in one of the races on the Kenzo yesterday, it was past the post. He, he veered out and, uh, yeah, closed to, well, caused interference with, with the horse coming through behind him. So he's copped a suspension, which covers Golden Slipper Day. So that's a massive blow for J-Mac. And you look at the some of the horses he would have been right. Well, Cylinder, the Golden Slipper favourite, Enemo's now going to the George Ryder, by the way, uh, and, oh, and not the Ranvit. So going to stick to the 1,500-metre weight for age group one on slipper day. Uh, you're looking at Pericles in the Rose Hill Guineas, which ran, what, midfield in the Derby for Godolphin, the Victoria Derby, which has had a couple of runs back this preparation uh, down south, heading towards the Rose Hill Guineas. Lost and running as well in the Galaxy. So, J-Mac, that hurts, that suspension. Oh, most definitely. Uh, I think any time you have to jump off a horse like Enemo, you'd be disappointed. Oh. Um, what, best horse in the country? Yeah, well, at the moment. Yeah. Um, and he's got some magic rides. But the thing about J-Mac is he'll always have those rides, I, I would think. Even though he might be off them, it's not like another jockey that if they allow someone else on, then they do a good job. 
um, you know, owners and connections might be thinking, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll let this jockey stay on because they've done such a great job. When you're talking about the best jockey in Australia, possibly the world, you always try and get him on your horses. Yeah, it's just uh, 5% of uh, that day of your prize money. That's an expensive suspension for J-Mac to be missing mm. that day. One of the great days at five group ones, one of the great days in Australian racing. Can't wait for it Sunday week. We had a great weekend, though, uh, with the Coolmore Classic this week. The new market down south as well. Well, he played 40 minutes in the first half of the Dogs' 36-16 win over Manly at Brookvale in the New South Wales Cup. The great Josh Reynolds. Josh, morning to you. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, really well. Thanks, mate. Now, so, a groin injury, I see. How bad is it? How long are you out for? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit unfortunate, mate. Um, you know, well, we didn't start off the greatest. You know, we were down 16 nil, and uh, we slowly climbed our way back to, to 16-6. And then, yeah, I felt a little tweak in my, um, yeah, my groin area. I, um, I tried to sort of run it off because I've sort of had one before and, Sometimes if you wear the wear the groin strap, you can run through it. But yeah, we had a little um, we had halfback on the bench in, in Bailey Haywood, and I just thought, you know what, um, I'm gonna be a bit of a passenger out here. So I come off, and yeah, I got a, got a scan the next day, and yeah, there was a little little strain there. But um, the good thing is, uh, I've done it before and rehabbed it really well, and come back within you know one to two weeks, mate. So that's the game plan. But yeah, hopefully it's not as not worse than the, the last one I've had. How did it feel, buddy, to be back out there? Um, you spoke a little bit about your fitness uh, last week to us. Do you feel like you're getting back to back to where you want to be? Yeah, definitely, Clarky. Um, that was probably the most frustrating thing. I, I felt really good out there. Um, you know, playing in the seven, it was a bit of a different role for me. I, I thought I had to take on you know a fair bit of the talking and um, sort of getting the boys around the park and. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a bummer to come off. But, um, yeah, the lungs were feeling good and, and I was sort of ready to, to get back into the second half. Um, yeah, and finish off the game, but it wasn't meant to be. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it felt really good just to, I suppose, be back out there. It was, it was really hot too um, on, on Saturday. So, I just, uh, well, I'd love to play another game this week and, and sort of move forward, but it's not meant to be. So, I'll get in the gym, get better, and then hopefully you know, play in the next couple of weeks. And it wasn't the start that the first grade side were looking for either, Josh. I mean, they were you know, coming in with a lot of hope and um, a lot of excitement. Um, what was the feeling like after the game in the sheds and early in the week? Yeah, it obviously wasn't great, Loz. You, you want to come out in round one and do all the things you've done in pre-season and I suppose show everyone... Um, you know, how well you did train and whatnot, but it wasn't meant to be for the boys. But yeah, they were definitely disappointed. Um, I suppose, as Zero said in the press conference, we, we shot ourselves in the foot, uh, you know, a lot of times, and you just can't do that against the good teams, especially someone like Manly, who you know they were, they were flying on the weekend, and you know, I think they're going to be a big chance to, to be in the eight this year. And but the good thing was we, we actually went back to training. Um, you know, on the Monday and watch the first 40 minutes of the game. And, you know, for the first 30 or so minutes, see, we defended our trial run really well, boys. Um, that was one thing that we did take out of it. Uh, another thing was, you know, probably in attack, we'd like to chance our arm a little bit more. Uh, we thought we missed a couple of opportunities 
to possibly go around them. Um, but all in all, the effort areas and you know the connection. We've, we've spoken about the connection a lot being a new side. We thought that was good. But um, yeah, plenty to work on for this week. Heading down to Melbourne for a, for a tough game. Tell us about the impact of Carl Elopu in that, well in the New South Wales Cup as he played in the halves there with you on Saturday. Yeah, um, gee, he's going to be special, boys. Uh, special doesn't say much. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is a big call. It, it is a very big call, but early in his career, but he just, I, he just, I just felt like he's a guy that had had a lot of time. Um, you know, me and him, I just said to him, look, I'll uh, I'll take the boys around the field and, and you just call the ball whenever you want and, and I'll get it to you. And just for like an, you know, an 18-year-old, you know, young kid, the strength he showed to, to shrug off men, it was um, quite impressive and, you know, strong in defence. Uh, he, he really loves to learn the game. He already knows, you know, a lot about it. But, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely going to, you know, get some get some cup games under his belt and it's very exciting for the club because uh, I can just see playing with him in that one game uh, that, that he's definitely definitely got it and you know, he can soak it all up playing playing cup and who knows it could be in grade before we know it boys Is he a guy that could possibly play seven Joshy or is he outright six? I'm not too sure if he could play seven Loz to be honest um, just you're know, being young and um, yeah he, he's He's a bit quiet, uh, but in saying that, Loz, that was his first game and, mm. you know, he still is a little bit shy around the boys. Um, but you know what, actually, I'll take that back because, you know, the way we play at the Dogs, it's sort of, you know, we, we sort of split both sides and uh, you just control your side. So there's not too much difference between the seven and, and the six. And, uh, yeah, he, he had a great game. And you never know. You, you never know. He, he's... He'll probably come out this week. I'm, I'm unfortunately not playing, but you know, it'll be a bit on him to, I suppose, control the New South Wales Cup boys this week. So, yeah, it'll be a good challenge for him, Loz. Uh, Joshy, you know you coach pretty well, Cameron Serrato, pretty well now. Is he the type of coach to make changes after one game, or do you think he's a bit of a pick and stick, give uh, give you, give the players you know a fair opportunity before he makes change? Yeah, definitely uh, pick and stick, Clarky. Yeah, okay. um, the boys, you know, even though we didn't perform to what we wanted to, I don't think there was anyone out there who, who could fault their effort. You know, decision-wise and execution, yeah, but I don't think you're just going to drop, you know, players just because of, you know, being, you know, we, we got outclassed on Saturday, let, let, let's be honest. But, you know, the boys have gone in there, and that, that's the thing I do love about, you know, the squad we got. You could actually tell that it really did hurt them. Uh, a lot of the boys gone in there and it was, a little bit quiet when we first went in, but then when we did go over the video, I suppose everyone was felt a little bit better. And Ciro, I have to really say how good he was at that. He, he was really upbeat, you know, coming in. And he said, look, boys, I don't want anyone in here with their, their head down. We're going to learn. We're going to come in. Obviously, we lost, but we just got to fix a few things. But I don't want anyone to feel sorry for themselves. And I think that's good. That's good on, on a Monday when you're coming after a loss. So, yeah, the boys are keen to get, get down to Melbourne and, you know, fix a few of those things. Well, you talk about Melbourne, and they've been one of the benchmark teams for a long period of time, and one of their mentalities has always been, you know, next man up, and um, there's never a good time to play them. But, you know, with no Cameron Munster this weekend, no Justin Ollum, no Ryan Pappenhausen, the experienced forwards from last week, I mean, you get them at a good time. Yeah, you think that, Loz, but then, 
you know, like someone, someone just steps up and, you know, that, and a perfect example is last week, my, one of my good mates, Bronson Gale, got a, got an opportunity to play last week and maybe he'd come on and change the game, I thought. So that's just that, the Melbourne mentality and you can't go down there thinking that was, I definitely don't think, oh, you know, Munster's out or whoever's out. It's, I feel whenever I've played Melbourne and you've gone down there, it's always a bit of a siege mentality from them. They always try and play off the park really early. You know, when I remember playing against Cameron Smith and he just, you know, left foot into the corner at the start of the game just to, I suppose, assert their dominance. So it's going to be a tough game no matter who, who throws on that Melbourne jersey, Loz. But, you know, I think the boys are up to it. They're definitely not worried about who's playing or who's not playing. It's just about, about us and, and fixing those things that, you know, we wanted to work on. Because I, I, I know there's a, you know, a bit of a feeling in the camp that, in a bit of confidence, I think, just because we didn't, you know, probably execute the, the game plan exactly how we wanted to. And, you know, we feel there's a few, you know, chinks in Melbourne's armour where we, where we can get them. So we're very excited. But, yeah, it's going to be a tough clash down there. Yeah, it, it will be. And you're right in everything that you say, uh, Melbourne. They've just got that ability to find someone to plug a hole. And one of the guys that the Bulldogs will have to focus on this week and nullify the impact that he'll have on this game is, is Harry Grant. He was outstanding in the opening game of the season against Parramatta. Yeah, he, he's honestly unbelievable, Oz, isn't he? I, I'm not too sure. Like, you know, you try and compare him to someone like who, whoever. Like, but he can't. He just, that last play, like how smart's that? Like, you know, the, the halves are ready for the field goals and Harry just takes a, you know, mm-hmm. takes a takes a scurry out of out of dummy half and scores a try. You know, if he doesn't come up with that play at I'm a half, I'm absolutely spewing at him. But just you know, he, he's he's done it a couple of times in, in games, Loz, and that's the thing. We we, we we look in like the video, and it's hard to sort of say like what he's going to do because you know he, he's a good ball player. He's got great tempo, and he runs. So yeah, he's he's a handful at the moment, Loz, and he's. You know, get, he got Melbourne over the line last week, so yeah, he'll be a big emphasis for us. Um, you know, when we go down there, Josh, what'd you make of round one across the board? Who or what caught your eye over the weekend? Oh, it'd be it'd be hard to go past the Dolphins, boys. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I I actually really enjoyed watching because everyone you know you spoke to sort of said, oh, you know, I think they're going to struggle and this and that, and and then you get a guy like. You know, Kafusi just come out and do that in a game. Honestly, like it was so good to watch, and they played some really good footy, a good brand of footy. And yeah, I think they just shot the Roosters were shell shocked. Mm. You know, they I don't know if they went down there thinking that they were going to win or, or whatnot, but it was um, it was good to see, and you could see how much it meant to the boys because you know, like they obviously a new club, and you know they created some history together. So it definitely caught my attention and, you know, they're going to be a, be a good side uh, throughout the year if they can keep playing footy like that. Mm. As a player, Grubby, um, this debate about concussion and where we're going, um, are you a supporter of these independent doctors making the decision to bring players from the field? Um, you know what, Loz, personally, I'll, I'll be honest here, I, in, early on in my career, I, I didn't really think, think about concussion. I didn't think it was you know, a major, a major problem in the game. But I suppose getting a, a little bit more information and a bit more education about it, um, it is a little bit more daunting now for me personally. You know, you hear of, you know, sadly ex-players, what it is doing to them and in, in their later life. So, look, whatever whatever the NRL and the clubs come up with to be the safest thing for, for the players, you know, I'm on board for. And 
if that's what they think, you know, the NRL deem that, you know, the doctor makes the decisions because, you know, I, I think they are the professionals. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I just, it, it's quite scary. You know, you see you see the likes of, of Luke Curry throwing on the headgear and, and things now. So you see players um, being a lot more serious about it. So, yeah, however we can you know, make it a bit easier and a bit safer for the players, I'm all for it. Get stuck into the rehab, mate, so we see you back on the park ASAP. Thanks so much as always. Thanks, boys. Josh Giddy is a superstar of Oklahoma City over in the NBA. The 20-year-old became the youngest player in NBA history yesterday to record at least 15 assists as part of a triple-double. So he had 17 points, 11 rebounds and 17 assists in OKC's 137-128 win over the defending NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, who admittedly are struggling this season, but that's their third straight win, uh, the Thunder, trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's his seventh career triple-double, Josh Giddy, just braining it over there in the NBA. Awesome stuff. Uh, last night, Brock Jarvis, great to see him get a victory there in Sydney. Uh, he stopped Filipino Marlon Pena McGann in the fourth round. Looks like the Filipino broke his jaw as well. The Aussie, though, he had to fight back. He got really rocked by a right hand in the second round, Jarvis. But he did fight back in the end and, uh, well, it was just too tough and too strong there in the fourth round to force that stoppage. Now, Marsh Cup, we had the uh, final yesterday between Western Australia and South Australia, the one-day state competition. Western Australia won by 181 runs. They did it very, very convincingly. Player of the match was Josh Inglis. He had 138 off 110 deliveries as WA posted seven for 387 in Perth. Uh, There were runs for Cameron Bancroft, who's in really good form at the moment, made 90. Mitch Marsh, 56 off 30 deliveries. But Marsh, uh, uh, that was the fastest 50 in a final. So he got there in 27 deliveries. Previous quickest was Rod Marsh. Back against South Australia in the 1983-84 final. The great Rod Marsh did it off 32 deliveries on that occasion. But Mitch Marsh yesterday... A half century off 27 deliveries. And how about this as they rolled South Australia for 206? Ashton Agar. What's Ashton? Five for 64. Pick of the bowlers. Honestly. (laughs) Uh, I can't. I can't. I I still don't know what he's doing in Australia. Still don't know why he's not playing this test match. That is incredible, though. He'll never play for Australia again. Can't after that. Not under this selection. He's he's on a plane now. He's He's going to play the one dayers in India. He's going back to yeah, India. No, no, he won't play a test match again. There's, there's three spinners that have jumped him. That is, in, it is an incredible without, bowl, without bowling a ball. Without bowling a ball. <laughs> I just don't know how they work that out. Pick for the squad. Then they fly it. someone else mm. over who plays ahead of him. Now he's yeah. back home taking five. Because he didn't bowl well in the nets. Yeah, that, yeah, that counts. He's a weird one. Yeah. Very, very weird one. Anyway. I love that. Oh, geez, I'm hitting them well in the nets. <laughs> just, can't, just can't score runs out in the middle. But I'm hitting them well in the nets. Um, now, Cowboy from Hell on the text line. Mido, what is Gowie's opinion regarding the rumours about is uh, about is there, should there be a pathway back to the PGA Tour for the live defectors such as Cameron Smith if and when they want out of their contracts or their contracts run out? Well, the PGA Commissioner admitted it is awkward not having Cameron Smith there for the Players' Championship of which he is the defending champion. 
and there at Sawgrass, uh, I guess the unofficial fifth major in golf, the Players' Championship. Uh, Rory McIlroy also said it'd be better if the Aussie was there, but he knew the consequences of signing with Liv. How are you, Gowie? Oh, yeah, I'm better. It's, it's another week this week. You know, it was a tough week, like weekend last week, watching Para lose first grade and second grade. So hopefully better this weekend. Gee, that last 20 minutes, you would have been tearing your hair out. Uh, I'm not a good person to sit next to watching football, that's for sure. Yeah, were you re-signing Mitch Moses? Do you want him? Uh, yeah, we want him. There's not that okay. many halfbacks around. And I think he's part of the club now. So, okay. um, yeah, a lot of money. But, you know, I guess, you know what, I'm one that, you know, with rugby league players, they're, they're you know, their livelihood and their, you know, their existence of their career is so short. Unlike golf, we can go for 100 years. Yeah, have a look at Bernd Langer um, and still play. These guys, you know, they put their body on their line every day and smash each other and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. So uh, if they can get the cash, go for it. Just on that then, Gowie, because we've been talking this morning, I'm pretty sure you've explained it to us before. But yep. if you could explain it to me again, with, with the retirement funds and that for golfers, because we're talking about Fergo, how he's got this broken nose and he said today that he'd like the league to, to help him be able to get it fixed and he's, he's blowing up. But what, what about in <laughs> golf, in terms of when you retire from golf? What type of packages Who's are paying available? for Tiger's injuries? Yeah, for, for <laughs> golfers who have just left to their own devices because they've made yeah, a, a well, lot of money. Yeah, a little different, Loz, because we're independent con- contractors, but there is a retirement fund on the USPJ Tour is the best in professional sports. So someone like Tiger will retire on about $300, 350000000 Someone like Robert Allenby, who's gone, who's gone through a lot of his retirement through hardship and bad play and plenty of wives, he, uh, he probably had, I don't know, 20 or $30 million, I'm, I'm presuming. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of those players that the, that you see, the Patrick Cantlays of the world and the Justin Thomases, that they'll have forty, fifty, maybe a hundred million dollars to retire on. So they could afford a, uh, you know, to fix their nose. Yeah. But we're all independent contractors, so we'd have to pay for it ourselves. And even your um, uh, your health fund over there, which is big in the US, is is having some sort of medical help. Um, the players pay for it out of their own own bat. So the two don't play that. They get subsidised somewhat, but they, you still uh, you still pay for it yourself. Okay, Gowie, just uh, this question on the text line, and uh, we'll get to your tips for the Players' Championship, but uh, what is your opinion regarding, you know, basically there being a pathway back to the PGA Tour for any lived defectors, should they, of course, want to go back there uh, when their contracts won't run out or if they want out? Yeah, it's an interesting one, right? Because they've made the choice to take the 150 million to go. So, um, you know, it's two different tours, and you would possibly have to play your way back on that tour. I reckon that would be one way to do it, and then you deserve your way back on there. I'm hoping, you know, I just hope for the the, the grace of golf that there is a pathway back. I don't think there is going to be in the next four to five years. So we won't see Ken Smith back on that tour. It's disappointing. Um, you know, I think it's a little bit harsh of late, especially this week. You know, Journo's throwing, you know, grenades at Norman, saying that he's destroyed, you know, Cameron Smith's career. You know, possibly going to be the best Australian ever and win more majors than Peter Thompson or Kari Webb, who's our greatest, who won seven. Uh, a bit harsh because we haven't got a crystal balls, have we? But once again, it's a choice, and he chose to go and. Uh, he chose to play on that live tour. And until the big boys, I've said it from the day one, until they all sit at the table and come to some sort of 
agreement, and there will be an agreement of some time, that they'll play 20 massive events around the world, and then there'll be the next level, which will be the USPJ Tour, the European Tour, and then all our other tours will sit underneath that. That's the plan, really. That, that, that would be best for world golf, the development of golf. Um, you know, outside of this in the next couple of years, I don't think it's pretty for golf in general. Gary, does it look even worse, though, if Cameron Smith's there watching? Um, like, yeah, it does. It mate, does, I, I think he's can't. just got to stay away. I, I, I don't. I don't. I just reckon that'll be. That's going to cause a media circus. Oh yeah, there's a media because the cheeky little bugger. Because he's a great <laughs> fella. Yeah, he's, everyone loves just, him. Lives down the just, road. Yeah, What's going know, around the corner. I know. <laughs> and one of his best mates is the greenkeeper there at Sawgrass. He's been his, you know, the last eight or nine years in that area of Ponte Vedra and, and wore out that practice fairway in the chipping green and they love him there and you know uh, he, yeah it wouldn't surprise me if he just ducked in there and had it he's pretty smart he's handled this better than most actually yeah. so he stayed away from all the media circus somewhat not like a Mickelson or a Pat Perez or a, a Patrick Reed. he he's always stepped away he's always made the right decision he, he did say you'll probably yeah, you know, it's a good week to go fishing because none of the locals will be out on the water. He'll be out on the water, and yeah, you know, they'll be in watching the golf, and he'll be on the water. So, uh, but he's a cheeky little Queenslander, so it just uh, wouldn't surprise me if he made a little bit of appearance. But uh, it's it's a hell of a week. But uh, you know what? The, the Australian flag, which is uh, from the previous champions' uh, country, was still flying there at Ponte Vedra, so they haven't thrown away that he is the defending champion and they, you know, it's such a big event to win other than a major and, you know, still to be recognised that he won that event. So uh, let's wait and see. It was great to see an Aussie win the New Zealand Open, Gowie. Yeah, I've got a shout out to, to Brendan Jones, right? 48 years of age uh, during COVID down in Canberra. He gave up the game and said, I can't get out of here all the time. I've got to do all this quarantining to go to play. He predominantly plays in Japan, had a few injuries over his career, but, you know, 15-time winner in Japan. And at 48, I seen him a couple of weeks ago at the Bonnie Doon TPS event there. And, you know, he ran fifth, played well, and then goes on to New Zealand and and wins that one. And it was huge because he gave up the game, went and become a a landscaper for a couple of years there and, uh, you know, doing some hard labour and, I, I think he's seen that, you know, he missed the game of golf and the competitive side because he's always been a hell of a competitor. Like, he was 52 in the world at one stage and a uh, good fella and you know, love his footy, follow the Canberra Raiders and, you know, he's, uh, he's back, so he'll, he'll head to Japan. But he's got a decision to make, right? Because the top three, and there's only three events to go, which is the New Zealand PGA Champs this week, uh, then it rolls into uh, the New South Wales Open and then the last one at the National. Three events, the top three get starts on the DP World Tour and the leader on the money list uh, or a merit will get a start at the 150th uh, Open Championships at Royal Liverpool. So that's on his you know, radar, I'm guessing, now. Instead of going back to Japan, he'll probably play these couple of small events down here and try to work his way up because he's now second on the money list. So... Let's wait and see. There's a lot to play for. So at uh, Sawgrass this week, obviously Cam Smith's not there playing, but uh, Minwoo Lee is, but only just. Yeah, this is an interesting story. He's been flying in that 46, 47 in the world number and then yeah, missing the cut last week. He's still trying. He's fully exempt in Europe. He's, he had a second and a 13th in the first uh, DP World Tour events and then headed to the US. He's working off invoice, invites and top 50 in the world. 
but he snuck out the 50th. So he only just got in this event at the 11th hour, uh, and he got to start at the Arnold Palmer event because the top 50 in the world. But now after he's he missed the cut there, um, that he comes into this event, and it, these next couple of weeks, because he won't get a lot of starts uh, before the Masters, you've got to be top 50 the week prior to the Masters. They cut it off, and not the event... The week before, it's the two weeks before, basically, the end of that one. So it's a week before, and he's got to stay inside the top uh, top 50, and that's going to be hard. If he doesn't if he doesn't make the cut here, I can't see him staying you know, inside that top 50. It's going to be damn hard to do that. So, And a golf course that possibly should suit him. It's long, it's hard, it's fast, it can get windy, and it really is a ball strike, his golf course. This is the one that you sort of sit back and... Uh, the way the course is going to be playing this year is hard and fast. If they don't get any rain, and there's going to be a lot of bogeys, double bogeys, balls in water, all that sort of stuff. So it's a, it's a good viewing the plays, James. Who do you like? Yeah, this, there's a cast of thousands. How about this group? Ram, number one in the world, Scheffler, two, and McElroy, three, all playing exceptionally well. They're all playing together. So... Um, you know, the Aussies have had great success here. Day one in 16 and Scotty in 2004 and and Steve Elkington back in 1913. I think he won twice, actually, Elko. If, if you ever go onto YouTube, have a look how high Steve Elkington wore his pants. He could get his scorecard out of his back pocket over his right shoulder. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it's, uh, always have a go at his... The Mark wore trouser. He's a wagga boy, isn't he? He's a wagga boy. You can't be bagging blokes from that. Part of no, well, his brother, actually, Rob Elkington, who was one of the greatest drinkers of all time, he gave me basically my first beer as a 16-year-old. He um, he was my foursome partner in, in the New South Wales team. Great fella. Now lives up on the coast. He was he's Elk's uh, older brother. But no, no, he's, he's, he's a great winner. And Steve, prettiest goal swing on, on tour other than Adam Scott's. But hey, seven Aussies. I like Lucas Herbert here. I reckon this golf course suits. He's a big hitter, moves the ball solid right to left. He can move it left to right when he wants, but I reckon it's a right to left uh, this week. And, yeah, that, that will help. And you see the tee shot on the last and the second shot on the last, and that, that sort of tells you what sort of golf course it is. You've got to move it that way. But I'm going with Patrick Cantlade, 15 bucks. Um, you know, I know it's pretty short around here and anything can happen. And then uh, Keith Mitchell at $51. He's my roughie. You know, this guy's just a machine and plays well around here, likes this. Does a bit of practice around here at different times during winter. And, um, you know, it's one of those places that I think you need to know well. And uh, he will know, he definitely know it well. 4.5 million for the winner. The person who finishes uh, fifth will make uh, just over a million dollars. It's like we're working for the Big Sports Breakfast, isn't it? Have a bad week, you still get paid. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah, well, I've just got. The Elkington's, uh, yeah, they're pretty high. Yeah. Harry High, Harry high They're back in the day. Though. 97. Was, you, you had to go the shirt tuck in, mm. and you yeah, always I, had the high pants. I love pants. this shirt. Beautiful yeah. brown pants too, aren't they? Hey, no one wore them higher than Loz. <laughs> no one wore their footy shorts higher than Loz. Yeah, no, I had the high shorts. Yeah. Above the belly button always. And tucked the jersey in. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Didn't like the jersey yeah. out. Mark Orr had, the, had yeah. the trouser right up as well. It's yeah. just above his chest, these pants. Hey, Loz, just imagine how much quicker you would have been without one of those big heavy jerseys on. Oh, yeah, like they've got the really tight jerseys. I was at the. Uh, I went down to watch the um, the Tigers game on the weekend on Sunday down there at Leichhardt, and um, all the old jerseys. I'm thinking, imagine running around in one of those heavy ads. Mate, they are heavy. Like, I would have been quicker too if I didn't 
wear a thermos skin. <laughs> shoulder pads. <laughs> shoulder pads. <laughs> oh, mate. What about that footy? Oh. I, I can't believe you still got toes on your feet. <laughs> Kicking that footy. <laughs> that leather ball. How heavy was it when it got wet? Yeah, but I wasn't a toe poker. Oh, mate, who cares? Kicking it Actually, anyway. I was a bad kid. Try and catch it, you break oh, your finger. I even tried to go. <laughs> anyway. Like catching a brick. <laughs> good, good on you, Gowie. Have a great weekend, mate. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. Uh, Adam P. Gilly, good morning to you. How are you? M- morning, Jared. Morning. Oh. That, that, was, that was a good way to start the transport, transport report saying the trains are actually running today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bonus. And Ubers aren't $500. Yeah, Ubers aren't $500 to get home from work. <laughs> just Unbelievable. I need to go through what we are just speaking about in the ad break there. So you were saying like when the cricket's on sometimes, Loz, mm. you sit there in the lounge room, you think you got the timing right that you could face genuine fast bowling, that's like what test I, match fast bowling. That's what I bowling. used to think. You used to think I'd right. sit there and get up there and I'd, I'd sort of watch them release the ball and then I'd sort of play my shot and then think, yeah, no, I've, I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this because I've got the timing on right. So I've got the timing <laughs> right. But then, then when I get to the game, <laughs> then when I get to the game and I watch it, I go, wow. Yeah, I didn't even see if that. If you side on, you can't see the ball sometimes. And you're six beers deep. That, no, that's before yeah. I had a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's the perfect yeah. sport for television. Like, yeah. even taking a catch. You see catches dropped yeah. in sleep and you go, mate, that's an yeah. absolute soda. It just How doesn't do look fast, that? does it? But. It's not only the speed of it, mm. like if someone plays a cut shot and you're fielding in slip, it's oh, so it's hard yeah. to pick up depth, uh, length, speed. And then the other thing about a cricket ball, it, it moves in the air. So like when you're batting, sometimes the ball swings. Yeah. When you're catching, it, it, the ball doesn't necessarily yeah. come straight to you. It swings and moves as well. I don't well. want to know that. All yeah. I know is that at, when I'm playing the ball in front of the TV. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. I've got, you've yeah. got Dale Stane covered. <laughs> yeah. I've got them all covered. <laughs> Sean takes a lot. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Had to uh, clarify. No, that, that, that's all right, James. This, I mean, this is some of the conversations. But I'm the same. <laughs> hey, you show me the biggest front row when he runs at me on the t- through the TV screen. I've got him yeah, covered. Got him. I wrap him around the legs. Legs, mate. That's <laughs> it. Uh, Jake. Here you go, yeah, buddy. Sorry, Joe, I was going to say, Clucky, you should get lost down to the bowling machine. Just I get the just, bowling machine. We just said, said, we that, just said that. I said the best yeah. way to actually feel it, a bowling machine, you know the length. Like, you can pitch it up yeah. so you know you're not going to get hurt. And you can stand to the side, watch a couple, then step a bit closer, then step a bit closer, and just put it on that 145K so you can, yeah, feel yeah. how fast it is. But, you, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that. We might have to televise that oh, segment. We <laughs> uh, now, J-Mac, what's doing suspended yesterday? Day, gone for slipper day? No, he's not, Jared. Oh, he's he's not, not, I don't think. No, I got I got a tip off very, very late last night that the dates might be changed and it could be able to ride on slipper day and he'll miss the Tancred Stakes Day, which is the following Saturday okay. of the last last day of the Rose Hill Carnival, which I suppose is really good news for, for J Math because he had what's he got? Four of the five favourites, four of the five group one favourites as it stands at the moment on slipper day. We know he's got the ride on cylinder in the slipper who's Currently the ruling favourite, Animo in the George Ryder, Pericles obviously, and, and, and lost and running in the Galaxy too. So I know the initial reports were after the inquiry last night that he was going to miss Slipper Day, but I just got a little tip off from someone very, very late last night that the dates might be amended to, to mean he can ride on Slipper Day and he'll miss the following Saturday. So that's good news for J-Mac. Obviously, it was a bit of a brain fade, and he does his own words in the last race there on the Kenzo. The one point I do want to make very quickly, Jared, if that's all right, is that I'm not going to get howled down for saying this, but there is so much at stake throughout this autumn carnival, as well as the spring too. And I sometimes question why jockeys ride so much during the week. Like if they're riding provincials during the week and midweeks on a Wednesday, I know trainers and owners want them to ride their their horses as much as possible. And that's just been the relentless nature of being a jockey. But sometimes I wonder if guys can just take a step back and say, okay, 
I'm just going to miss this Wednesday. I'm just going to miss this provincial meeting just to make sure I'm okay and fully fit for the for the Saturday coming up or the Saturday in two weeks' time. So just some, just some food for thought there. Uh, Kieran Ma, what's he expanding here in Sydney? Yeah, he is. Was the ATC announced yesterday he was expanding his footprint up here in Sydney and picking up an extra uh, uh, 30 boxes at Warwick Farms to sort of complement, I suppose, the the 50 odd boxes he already got up here in Sydney. And I suppose as part of that condition is is that. Kieran Ma is going to relocate himself to, to live in Sydney to oversee the, the operation up here in New South Wales. We all know what sort of trainer Kieran is. He's in partnership with David Eustace. He's been basically the next big thing in Australian racing for a number of years now, and he's got boxes pretty much everywhere, all over the country, essentially. But to expand his, uh, I suppose, his stable base in Sydney is a, a massive coup for New South Wales racing. He'll, he'll obviously be winning a lot more races up here in Sydney in the coming years. And, yeah, I found that a really fascinating development there yesterday. And, uh, well, speaking of uh, J-Mac, Enemo, it's going to go to the George Ryder on Sunday. Yeah, good often announced yeah, this, Jared, um, midway through yesterday afternoon, James Cummings informed the stewards that his next target will be the George Ryder Stakes with James McDonald booked. And there was a score thought that potentially he could head towards the Randwick Stakes, which is a 2,000-metre race, obviously, on Super Day. But I think James and Vin Cox and the whole Godolphin operation want to try and keep a bit of freshness in his legs. And let's be honest, he's just, he's just um, tracking the, the usual Winks tried and tested path, isn't it? Going from Chipping Norton, dropping back to the, to the 1,500 metres of the George Ryder, and then he'll go bang into the Queen Elizabeth Stakes at 2,000 metres. So, yep, that'll be his next target. Probably his second last run in Australia before he heads overseas. So let's just savour it while we can see him. And the Birdsville Jigger Saga is over. Thank God for this, Jared. It's finally finished. The Queensland stewards have handed out their punishments there yesterday. Uh, trainer Todd Austin's been disqualified for five years. The jockey Rick McMahon, three and a half years. And Todd Austin's wife, the stable hand Tony, has got 12 months as well. So let's hope we can finally put this long and messy saga to rest. I cannot believe it started with a photo being taken, a track work, and it's gone all the way to this. But, yep, some pretty hefty penalties, and I'd probably say fairly, fairly so. Okay, mate. Thank you. Have a good day. Chat tomorrow. See you, boys.